Welcome back to episode 50 of the Split the Scene podcast. Yes, we're a week late. <laughs> Please acknowledge your mistake, Leo. Just do it. Just rip listen, the bandit off. Acknowledge it. Look, listen, guys. All right, I, I didn't. I didn't respect the alarm. Uh, I just didn't wake up. I'm not gonna lie to you. I stayed up way too late the night before because I didn't have a class. What was it? The volume. What volume? Was what it the snooze? Oh, oh, I no, I definitely just did not hear it. Yeah, um, no, uh, it's an old Seinfeld reference. Don't worry. Yeah, I, yeah. I sorry. Josh oh, Golden's a big Seinfeld guy. Yeah, Season seven, episode five, the hot tub. Wow, with John Paul that is, that's oh, that is insane, Josh. That is that is insane. <laughs> but regardless, I did sleep through it. Um, I did penalize myself for doing that. I got the jabs. Uh, so when we get to football, last week's scores, I didn't get to have a hot take. Um, I'll remind you guys later. That's not important now. Right now, we have, we have World Series baseball to talk about. Um, right now, it, it, is Game Six on? Or it no? is. It yes. is. Yeah. So we could currently be the, the series could be over. Um, I do want to bring up. I can't remember the the name, but he was a former player, some former baseball player. He's like kind of like a baseball. He talks about baseball now. He, I remember back in like spring, he tweeted out. Astros Braves World Series Braves in six. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Did you see no. this? Uh, I want to say it might have been Trevor Plouffe. It definitely could have been because he does a lot of work for John Boy Media. Well, I mean, he works for John Boy Media. And I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty sure he tweeted that out. Uh, so, well, he's going to be wrong. We're currently, as we are recording this, it is in the top of the third inning. The score is 0 0. There you go. But what I'm saying is if, if you would put a thousand dollars on that bet, he would have won and they win tonight, he wins $25.6 million. Fun fact. So I, I don't remember okay, if he did him. put that bet on that. I think they just were telling him that in case he put the bet on it. I'm sure that's but, what it was. Speaking of crazy bets, not to already get the football, but did we see the bet that the guy from New Jersey made on Mike White? No, no. He had Mike White to lead the entire week in passing yards at plus twelve thousand five hundred. He bet a thousand dollars on it, won one hundred twenty-five grand. Wow! Shout out that guy. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll. I'm sure we'll be talking Can about. You imagine later. sitting through all of Monday though, knowing that Patrick Mahomes is going to play Monday night. <laughs> well, it, it became pretty evidently clear, like through half that game, that he was yeah. going to get there. He didn't even hit his uh, his regular total of like three hundred three yards. I only know that because I was watching uh, ESPN like the the betting show yesterday. So uh, we're we're talking about baseball here, but you know it's been a uh, it's been an interesting World Series so far. I mean, most of the games have been competitive, especially the ones in Atlanta, and there's just been a lot of high action, like runners on base a lot, even when there hasn't been scores like. The three to two game in game four was one of the best games I've watched this year in the last several years. And it was just three, two. It's not like the game four Dodgers raised last year or game five in 2017 world series where those games are high scoring and like a lot of action. This was just a really well pitched game with some clutch hitting and that's what it was. So it's been interesting and see Atlanta just continue to stay hot has been really fun. They almost completed a 
home uh, or completed winning the World Series without losing a game at home, but they end up botching their one chance at that. Yeah, I mean, the series has been a lot of high-octane stuff. I know game two, game two? No, no, game one. To be honest, the most I know about is is game one. And uh, actually, wait, the game that I really want to talk about is how long, which was that game four where the Braves pitching had that shutout through seven, the combined sh- what, what? Which game was the game? I where believe they had the it was shutout? game. It was game three. Game three, they, game three the Astros shut out the Braves. Or the Braves shot out the Astros. Very for, right. that where they had the combined no-hitter going? Yeah, for seven and innings, we, I think. Yes, that was the Ian Anderson start. Because yeah. game one was Morton when he broke his leg. Game two was Freed when he struggled. And game three was Anderson. Yeah. Games four and five were bullpen games. And Freed is back on the mound right now in game six. Shout out to my guy, Charlie Morton, too, for pitching through a broken leg. Yeah. He's been a lot better than I think definitely both Leo and I expected this year. Um, not the ace of the team. No. Chase Anderson is. His Chase Anderson? It's Ian. Oh, whoops. Uh, and it's Max Freed is the ace of the team. So. That's the one I said. Was Shout it out episode like twenty twenty? It was a long time ago. I mean, this was this was back in like our weird off season where it wasn't where it was the part of the year where both baseball and football weren't in season. Late February, early March, where we kind of became a college basketball podcast without being a college basketball podcast. <laughs> Very low key. Speaking of which, the next time we record, college basketball will have started. Let's go. Yes, sir. Good old days. A little reminiscent in episode 50. Josh, doesn't it feel so nice being like so sweet? You know, like Dom doesn't know what it's like to be sweet, you know? And the Aztecs have made it to the Sweet 16 twice before. If you were referring, yeah, Syracuse went. Syracuse is going to be an even better team this year. Um, They're going to be very good. I like them. I think they can make it to the Sweet 16 again, and it's not going to be like a not their their run wasn't a fluke, but it's not going to be like it could be expected, is what I'm trying to say. I'm yeah. concerned at the five. I'm very concerned at the five. Okay. Frank Anselm's going to need to really step up. I don't know about Jesse. I think he still needs to put some weight on. Barama being out is tough, but if they can get solid play at the five, then they are definitely a Sweet 16 team. I I did not miss Josh Golden's basketball, men's basketball hot takes about Syracuse. Those were terrible last year. No, but I mean, I believe. I, I believe. I mean, he's, he's right there. there, but it just reminded me of all the ones he was screaming while we were watching the game. Anyway, yeah. so let's let's we are not a college basketball podcast. Um, so let's get back on track. So I'm curious. I want to ask you guys. We're through six games. Through five. Sorry, through five games. We're in the middle of game six. If you had to give. A World Series MVP. Because I think this is an interesting. Question. Who would you give for either? You can get tell me either side. Um, well, for the Astros, it's Jose Altuve. Yeah, that's who I was thinking for the Astros. For the Braves, would you argue? I don't even know because the Braves have like they don't have the, like that dominant player. I mean, Jorge Soler has two bombs. Uh, Austin Riley's. Can I just Austin been hitting. Ian Anderson only one start. a gem tomorrow. Oh yeah, got an argument, hundred percent. Yeah, and they're okay. gonna need one if it if it comes to that because I can't imagine Freed's gonna pitch that deep into this game, just because the they're uh, he's already like got a somewhat injured ankle. He struggled against them in game two, but so I mean I can't imagine he pitches into the sixth inning 
even possibly the fifth. I'm just speculating here, but five. Ian, we'll see. I mean, you still would have to pitch three innings to get there on a hurt leg. So, uh, I, I, I don't know, Leo, it's a great question. That's why betting on MVP is so hard. Uh, especially when we don't know like who's going to win it right now. Uh, but I would say Riley, uh, Solaire, Altuve, Correa are up there. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, I remember the Astros, I think they broke their streak because they won. Which game did they win at home? They won. Uh, have they won a game at home? No, they had. Wait. The series is three to two. Did, didn't they win both their games in Atlanta or am I wrong? So there are three games in Atlanta because baseball doesn't do two, two, one, 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 one. It does two, three, two. Oh, okay. So yeah. Didn't they win game? Which I'm, I'm, I feel like an idiot right now. Which, which games did they win three and no, they didn't win three. The, the Braves won games one, three and four. The Astros won games two and five. Okay, so so each team has won on the road once. The Braves need to win on the road for a second time if they want to win the series. I just remember before, like after that game one loss, the Astros I think had lost seven straight games at home in World Series in like in the World Series. It was five so, or five. Okay, they won Game Five against the Dodgers, and they lost all four home games in 2019. Yeah, that was kind of crazy until it obviously got broken. I'm just trying to find interesting storylines here. Um, Josh, is there anything that sticks out to you about this World Series besides the fact that these games are kind of like the no, series? I mean, I said it before we came on, and I'll say it again. It's just I haven't been watching it this closely because obviously I don't love Houston, considering what went down with them with the whole cheating scandal and with Atlanta. It just hurts me to watch this team knowing that they wouldn't be in the playoffs if the Mets had an average offense. And I just haven't been paying that close of attention because. I don't want Houston to win, and it hurts to watch Atlanta at this stage. I don't know. For me, it's not that painful to watch Atlanta, but I'm not that big of a baseball guy, to be honest. So I can't really say much. Um, I guess if there's nothing else, we could do. Do we? Do you guys think? Like, would you want to? I mean, we should give a winner because by the time we're back on here, there is a World Series champion. Uh, I'll give yeah. a winner. I'll say Houston. I think they pull it out. I have been confident in the fact that Houston is going to win this series since they came back from down 4-0 in game five. Walking game five, and I knew as soon as they blew that that the series was over, Houston's going to end up winning this thing. Chris Mack is going to make a lot of money. Okay, Don, before you go, because I'm going to have a different opinion to him, I will say the Braves win in seven thanks to Ian Anderson's pitching in game seven, and he is the finals MVP. That's what I will say. Yeah, that's what one of my friends was telling me today. And I said, that's a very realistic possibility. So I'm going to tell you the exact same thing. I think there's a very realistic possibility that that's what happens. I'm going to side with Josh. And it's partly just because this Houston team is very good at home. The Braves team, it's not that great on the road. They had a good start to the game in game one. And ever since then, their offense has been pretty obsolete on the road uh, through these first couple innings here in game six. And then also in game two, uh, as I say that Jorge Soler just hit a like 500 foot home run onto the train yeah. tracks. Uh, Spoiler alert. Hello. <laughs> yeah. So it's now three, nothing Atlanta. Can I change uh, my pick? <laughs> <laughs> nope. 
No take backsies. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna say, Braves. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say that Atlanta wins the World Series in six games. Uh, yeah. they, they blew a 4 nothing lead. They can blow a 3 nothing lead. I'm not concerned. I'll stick with my pick. All right. Well, um, I mean, absolute. And Jorge and Jorge Soler is going to be the World Series MVP. How about that? Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say if they, if they, uh, <laughs> if they win this game, they win this Jorge game. Jorge Soler is the final. Yeah, he is. Um, after that shot, yeah, Jorge yeah. Soler holds uh, it to the moon. Holy moly! That thing might have gone seven hundred feet. That thing was a missile that went over the tracks. I've never seen a home run go that far in the stadium. Oh my gosh. That went like over the train tracks, not on them. Over that them. was literally out of the park. Oh, this Jocktober. And it'll be interesting to see how Jock Peterson plays tonight when he comes off the bench because it's no longer Jocktober. It's November. Jocktober is Jocktober. Uh, I mean, All right, um, November. Can you somehow can you have somehow mute him for like five minutes for that one? That was terrible. No. I mean, oh, I can. I I'm not going to, but I can. Oh, it's God. important to know these powers that I have as the Zoom host. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I would have muted you for five minutes for that one, Josh. Um, well, too bad you can't. Yeah, I can't. Uh, so I mean, if there's nothing else, I mean, I think we've covered all the. Is there anything else that either of you want to say about? The World Series? Yeah, the Mets can't hire a president of baseball operations, and it hurts. Okay, of course. you, Because no one wants to deal with that train wreck of a franchise. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, it's not a train wreck of a franchise. It's, it is a train wreck of a franchise. No, it's not. There's new ownership. We're putting a new executive staff in place. It's a train wreck of a franchise that is starting to get fixed. And it can't start to get fixed until they hire a president of baseball operations. I guess so worried about it more. I don't they know. are hiring someone to come in and fix the franchise. Well, here, here, part of the reason that the Mets haven't hired someone yet is because they're looking at other GMs and they're looking at other higher ups. Some of these teams that have been super successful with going and getting other guys is they're looking at guys who are coming up through organizations like what the what the Astros do with hiring Click and what the what the uh, the Red Sox do with hiring Bloom, going and getting guys from well-run organizations like Tampa Bay. They need yeah. to. Steve Cohen needs to lower his expectations on a guy. But they have been lowering their expectations. The Stearns from Milwaukee. He's I'm their GM. His... He's their GM. Okay, but he's going to come be the president of baseball operations. That's, That's not that big of a jump. No, not, it's not still really. a jump, and to go from Milwaukee to New York, it's a jump. Well, it's not going to Milwaukee to New York. It's going from Milwaukee to the Mets. Don't matter. Where I mean, are the Mets located, Leo? They're in New York. That was a bad comment. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't care. They, but they why should, would? But here's the thing: is that as the GM of a very well-run baseball organization, and you guys will both agree with me on that, he's not going to leave this job unless he's like leaving the game of baseball. That's just realistic. They need to hire someone who's coming up. Like, hey, ask David Stearns. Who have you been impressed with in your analytics department? In, in Milwaukee, and he's going to probably give you a list of guys. Go do the same thing with Andrew Friedman and the Dodgers, Farhan Zaidi and the Giants. I don't know who the Rays GM is, but he's done a hell of a job, and he's probably not going to leave to go to the Mets. So ask him who's done well in your organization. Uh, I can't imagine the Braves would do the same thing, but they're in the same echelon as those guys. The Astros, hello, they do a great job. It's not just their players cheating. They had to get good players who were, became even better when they cheated. Go and do that, and the Mets will find a GM who all of these guys who have gone from these organizations and been hired as GMs 
have done fantastic jobs, Josh. There's nothing wrong with that. The Mets will find a GM. I will say I wouldn't hate going with someone from the Astros because I think that would help them get the manager who I want as well. Who is that? Uh, hold on, I know his name. Who'd you say? Beltron. Oh, you want Beltron. Okay. That wasn't who I was thinking of. I know their, their GM had been discussed he both times. Never like, let him go in the first place. They didn't really have a choice. It was all optics. Uh, they kind of did, but they, like, <laughs> they probably should have let him go, but they did have a choice. He obviously wasn't as involved as Hink and Cora, but they probably should have. But now that it's blown over a little bit, it's time to bring him back. I just love this. This is just great. This is so entertaining. Uh, <clears throat> I love the Mets. I, I'm Mets more misery. disappointed with what is going on with the Mets now than I was in August. I, it's just so great. I love it. It brings it brings joy to my heart that we somehow got uh, a Mets a Mets rant in uh You said it's the only thing else you want to talk about in baseball and I brought it up. I was going to say World Series before you cut me off, first of all. I, I just yeah. assumed you were going to say baseball while we were finishing up baseball. Well, you know what they say about assumptions. But while we're still on the topic of baseball, let's move off of my team, Dom. Let's talk about yours. Tell me about yeah. Bob Melvin. Oh, my God. I was amped. I was at first shocked because there was no rumors about him being interviewed or anything. So I, at first I was shocked because I'm like, whoa, is this real? Because in 2019 – became very evident that the two finalists for the job were Ron Washington and Jace Tingler. So when I woke up that morning and saw that Jace Tingler was named the manager of baseball, I was disappointed it wasn't Ron Washington, but I wasn't shocked. Now, when AJ Casfield tweeted that Bob Melvin was hired by the San Diego Padres when I was walking through my apartment hall with my mom, I'm like, oh my God. And she's like, what happened? I said, the Padres just hired Bob Melvin to be their manager. And she didn't know who that was, but... um. It didn't matter because Bob Melvin has more career playoff appearances than the San Diego Padres franchise as a whole as a head coach. Did you guys realize that? How many playoff appearances does he have? He has seven. The Padres have six. Wow. Uh, so that was pretty astounding. Seven playoff appearances in a decade with Oakland's payroll is insanely impressive. Well, he made the postseason before he went to Oakland once with Arizona. But okay, six um, times still crazy. Yeah. Like you mentioned, what do you do with their payroll? And Oakland's very well run in terms of their baseball operations, in terms of their financial operations. They're a complete train wreck. Billy Bean's done a fantastic job of giving Bob Melvin talent with what Bob Melvin has to work with. Now, outside of some of those players, you're getting less talented players because the payroll isn't as much. He's done a fantastic job of managing players. And that's what the Padres need. They because no one really knows how the Padres make their lineups. Uh, there's obviously beliefs now that in baseball, most managers don't make their lineups anymore. They just manage the game after the lineup is given to them and the analytical front offices give them game plans to do so. So Bob Melvin just seems to work with managing the clubhouse. It's very clear that Jace Tingler didn't have respect from the clubhouse and he lost them. And that was exemplified when Fernando Tatis Jr. And Manny Machado got in that fight in St. Louis. So uh, I'm super amped. It's got me back on board with thinking, hey, the Potters could win the World Series this upcoming year, just like I was leading into last year, which made it super disappointing. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm super excited. I think it's a great hire. And so is basically everyone else in baseball, which could not be said when Jace Tingman was hired. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a great hire. You love to see it for the Padres. At least we all somewhat 
like the Padres at to some degree. So they're both your second favorite teams. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We done with baseball here. Yeah. It looks like we are. So I guess I I, want to move on. Let's stick with Dom's teams before we get to a football recap. Let's talk about a football trade. How are the Rams able to make every single trade? Well, because they gave up an extra third round pick to make sure that the Broncos were basically paying for the entirety of Von Miller's uh, contract for the rest of the year. Yeah. So, so for anyone who, you know, if you don't know, if you're living under a rock, the Rams traded for Von Miller, uh, they trade away their second and third round pick in the upcoming draft. The Broncos ate, Nine million of the nine point seven million dollar cap hit for Von Miller, and now opposing offenses will have to face a defensive line featuring Aaron Donald and Von Miller. So, and Jalen Ramsey on an island. So, not 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 looking good for the rest of the NFC West. Um, I mean, listen, uh, when valuing this trade, I would say the Rams have won now. But if they don't win, if they don't make the Super Bowl, I don't think they've won this trade. I will say well, that. No, <laughs> here's the thing: no. they don't have they won this trade because they got a really good player with draft picks that they probably wouldn't have used anyway, and it's going to help them be a better team this year and get them closer to winning a Super Bowl. What, but if they don't win it, they don't win it. But that's, it's going to okay. help them get better, and they don't use their draft picks that well anyway. That's why they trade all of their draft picks, and they made the right move here. I don't agree. If they don't, if they don't get to their expectation, and their only pick in the twenty twenty two NFL draft is starting in the fourth round, I have a problem with it. No, here's why: If Von Miller, after the year is over, does not resign with the Rams, the Rams get a third round compensatory pick. I still so by statement. You basically give up a second round pick for Von Miller unless if Von Miller returns to the team. So first off, that's not a problem. And the Rams would rather use these picks on proven players than have to rely on, you know, players who they basically get to talk to for a couple of months leading up to the draft. Those players might get taken, so they might not get their guys that they want. So this is what the Rams have been doing for the last several years. Basically, ever since they traded up, drafted Jared Goff, and they just haven't had draft picks. So it's what they've done. They've won. They only have one losing season in Los Angeles, and that was without Sean McVay as head coach. And with Sean McVay as head coach, they have four winning seasons, three playoff appearances in them. So they're going to keep doing this because it's been working. They have a very talented edge rusher now to complement another very good edge rusher and Leonard Floyd. Oh, and they also have Aaron Donald up the middle now. So three out of the four pass rushers uh, for the Rams formulate one of the best defensive lines. And I don't think there's another team in the NFL now that JJ Watt is hurt that has two pass rushers that are as good as any of the three that the Rams have. I agree about the Rams trading the picks though. I will say one thing, Dom, I don't remember if it was you who sent me this tweet, but someone sent me a tweet about how, the Rams drafted Jared Goff first overall and we're like, nope, this thing didn't work and just decided that they're never going to draft anyone ever again. It might have been. <laughs> no, it wasn't, but it was in the group chat that we're in from. Yeah. Uh, Great home. tweet. Completely accurate. The Rams failed with Goff and will never draft anyone ever. I guess the looking into it more, the Rams 
free agent situation versus their cap situation going into next off season isn't as bad as I thought it was. Um, How many guys on the Rams are making more than $8 million? More than any other team in the NFL. It has to be at least 10. But you know what? The Rams, what they've done in the last couple of years is they've hit on those late round draft pick guys. They've allowed them to trade their higher draft picks to get better players. And it's a process that if you continue to do it well, it's going to keep paying off. But as soon as they don't find the Jordan Fullers in the sixth round, the Cooper Cups in the third round with those picks, the Rams are going to start failing and they're going to have to adapt. But it's worked so far. They're giving themselves a better chance by making this trade to win the Super Bowl this year. And if you win the Super Bowl this year, it doesn't matter what the team looks like in three years. I mean, it will in three years, but you don't worry about that if you have the chance. And then also, like I mentioned, Von Miller can either come back to the Rams, which is what they're hoping they've done. Almost every player they've acquired from another team has come to LA and said, you know what? I do like it here. So I'm going to stay here. And when, when they've done that, if that doesn't happen, they get a compensatory pick. And because Von Miller makes so much money and he's going to make so much money, if he leaves in free agency, they're going to get a higher pick from him back. So that's the logic behind this trade. So I'm fully on board. It's awesome. Von Miller gets a chance to win. The Broncos get two really good draft picks as they're still trying to build up their franchise. It's unfortunate for them that they don't have a quarterback right now. And this isn't a good quarterback draft. That's the point that I wanted to get to though, was this second and third round pick is going to help them maneuver, make some trades and hopefully help them find their franchise quarterback. I mean, there's only one that is going to be on the trade market next off season. So, and you don't know if he's going to play. That's not necessarily true. All right. Tell me another quarterback right now that you think a team is willingly going to trade that the Broncos would actually jump on next off season besides Deshaun Watson. Aaron Potentially Rodgers. Russell. Aaron Rodgers is a free agent next off season. He restructured his deal into a one-year free agent. So there's two. I'm just saying this doesn't happen very. It, it, it rarely. Carr? No, Derek Carr's not leaving the Raiders. Wouldn't shock me if they hired. Nathan Peterman is a free agent nope. as of today. Just throwing that out there. Shock me there. Well, um, I don't know what logic you have that th- makes you think that Derek Carr is going to leave the Raiders. Do you know how many times this guy says he bleeds silver and black? It might not be his choice. I, it might I, not be. I highly doubt that Derek Carr gets traded. We'll see. Highly. I'm not saying that he's going to, but I have seen much crazier things happen. There is Russell Wilson. And maybe Deshaun Watson. We still Jimmy don't even Garoppolo know as well. If you want to count him as a starting quarterback, I don't. Okay. Um, I, I'm Denver. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Um, He's a starter. Very, he might not be a top tier one. He's a very resounding good. answer from Leo. No, um, I just love. I just love talking about the Niners because Josh was just so wrong about him, and it's hilarious. I, mean, I thought there would be a playoff team too. A quarterback for the Denver Broncos, and I don't think that's an argument. I would what? agree. What? Jimmy Garoppolo is an upgraded quarterback for the Broncos. Might not be a huge one. Might not be it's, enough for them to reach where they want to get to. But he's certainly an upgrade. That's my um, point. He's not what you. He's not going to get them to where they want to go. So why sure, would you I'm, trade? I'm why saying, would you trade a lot of assets for it? I wouldn't do it. I'm just answering your question of what quarterbacks are going to be available via trade. It's probably going to be Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. And that's still a question mark because you don't know what 
is about to happen with any of the his situation at all. Sure. Um, right. Let's move on. Let's. I, I, I'm some. I'm surprised about the Rams. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I thought the Rams were in a worse free agency situation. I mean, it's Darius Williams and Von Miller. Um, they won't be able to pay both of them unless they really fedangle the cap, like really fedangle it. Um, I would expect them to be able to pay one of them because this is this is telling me that Darius Williams is marketed values about at 15 million per year next offseason, and Von Miller is Oof. near 20. Darius um, Williams at 15 million. Von Miller is not getting 20 million dollars this offseason. I bet Von Miller will. He's, It'll just be Von on Miller's a two or three year deal. Yeah, yeah. Von Miller, like it's right. He's right. Average around uh, 19 to 20 million dollars a year. But he's Darius Williams. 34? Yeah, he'll sign a two or three year deal worth. 40 well, 60 million dollars for 32. I don't think that's not that, that far off. Von Miller is getting much and more than that. JJ Watt has far He's, worse injury problems Miller, than Von Miller does. Yeah, Von, Von Miller has injury problems. Yeah, he does, but they're far worse for JJ Watt. Yeah, they're far worse. I would uh, say they get comparable. But Darius well, Williams okay, is point, not going to come back. He's not. My, my point they is, have other corners. My point is those two guys are valued at the current market right now at those numbers. The yeah. Rams currently sit with $8 million in cap next offseason. And is this yeah. from spot track? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they, they know it much better than I do, but uh, that number is shocking to me for Darius Williams because he didn't start for the Rams until last year. He played well, don't get me wrong, but he hasn't played well in that often this year. So that's a shocking number to me. And the Rams have Robert Rochelle, who they like and has shown some signs this year as a rookie. And also David Long, who was drafted last year in 2020, who has also shown a couple of signs of brightness. So I, I think that they're going to move on from Williams and they'll try and pay Von Miller because they can, and they're going to try and get a friendly deal on him because they can try and say, Hey, you don't even have to be our primary pass rusher. They, yeah. He saw what he saw what the Denver Broncos did with the Marcus Ware firsthand. And yeah. it ended up working out great. Say, so, yeah. hey, come oh. get. Well, no, Bradley Chubb's different because Demarcus Ware was a veteran who was still good, but definitely on the outside of his career. And they brought him in to be the secondary edge pass rusher so that he wouldn't have to get double teamed. And he did well. And he helped that defense win a championship. This is the same argument that I presented for Jadavian Clowney signing with the Browns. It's it's a similar argument. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it works. It works. Yeah. Um, and the only other person, Austin Corbett, it's also a free agent, but his market value. I mean, I, I would personally, you know, I love the trenches. So center, yeah, that'd be tough. If you lost him, I, I he's not I, the listen, I, center, but yeah. Oh, he isn't. Wait, no. what? He's not center. Oh, okay. Sorry. His position role was center. Is he playing guard right now? Yeah, he plays, he plays guard. Brian Allen's the center. He's done a tremendous job. Okay. Um, but anyways, not to linger on the Rams. I like the Rams team. I, I like their idea. I just, I guess I just value future draft a bit differently than both of you, which is fair and it's right. So no, I, I value it the same way that you do. I don't clearly the Rams do not. <laughs> um, okay. We'll move on to week eight, uh, which I am dubbing the wackiest week of the NFL season. I don't think we'll get wackier in the regular season than this week. Uh, I'd be very shocked. If we got wackier than this week, a lot of That's some weird scores, weird scores, upsets galore. Just so confusing. What is like, what is actually going on here? Um, 
So yeah, let's jump right into it. I'm going to jump in with my game of the week. Um, I'm about to take a victory lap. Uh, I wish, you know, I, once again, unfortunate that I did not wake up because I would have told these guys my classic saying, thanks for the free point uh, when they picked this. But in case you missed, oh, I, do I need to update? No, I'll do that later. Uh, they both picked the Lions to outright beat the Eagles. <sighs> Gentlemen, would one of you like to read the score out to me of, of that contest? It was 44 to 6. Yeah, I mean, listen, my pick was wrong. I don't feel like an idiot. The Eagles got absolutely crushed. They're going on the road against a winless team that just played one of the best teams in the league. Very tough. I thought this would be a good opportunity for them to get their first win. They didn't. Your Eagles absolutely showed up. They were by far the better team on the field, and they killed them, and I was wrong. Yeah, they. I uh, agree with you, Tom. It was the wrong pick, but I don't regret it. I still think the Lions will get a win at some point this year. It's probably going to end up coming Thanksgiving Day at home against the Bears. I still think they're a well-coached team. They don't have a lot of talent, but they're going to get through this season and get some more talent this offseason, and it's a process with Campbell, and I think – they have the right guy at head coach, and that's step one. Excuses, excuses, excuses. The disrespect has been recorded, gentlemen. I will just remember that. Yeah, um, my bad for disrespecting a two and five team. Disrespect, disrespect, disrespect. You know, we were two and five, but you know who we didn't lose to? The Jets. So I don't want to hear it from you. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> I really hope the Eagles lose to the Jets. Well. <laughs> uh, anyways, awesome. this this game was this game was fun to watch. Um, Nick Sirianni finally leaned into the rush. Um, funny enough, it was with Miles Sanders on the IR. Yeah, very uh, funny. Which was hilarious. Uh, Dom, you won your week. Went scoring seventy four points. Okay, listen. I, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to hear it from you. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he leaned on the rush. Um, Jalen Hurts looked you know, all right, passing. He rushed for a couple touchdowns. What I was really impressed with was the defensive line. Um, Jared Goff did not get to play football. They had five sacks. Josh Sweat looks legit after his contract extension with two sacks. Darius Slay had a pick six in this game in Detroit, which was just creme de la creme, you know. Oh, sorry, fumble recovery touchdown. He returned a fumble for a touchdown. But yeah, this game wasn't close. It got so bad that Fox... If you were on the east, Eastern Seaboard, probably Northeastern Seaboard, you had this game as your national game. Um, Fox said, this is too ugly. We're switching off of it uh, after the th- midway through the third quarter. So that's when you know it's a shellacking. That's my game of the week. I just want to take a victory lap for the birds. Uh, one of you two can now tell me about an actual game of the week. Yeah, I'll give my game of the week. It was... I think clearly the best game of the week. And it came on Thursday night. The green Bay Packers went into Arizona and won a hell of a game. Weird play at the end there with AJ green, just not knowing the ball was coming to him. That's a weird play, especially from a veteran like him. I was surprised to see that, but forgetting who made that pick made a good play on the ball. When it came good win for the Packers. He was on the Cardinals practice squad three weeks ago. Oh, really? That's crazy. But I think the Packers going into that game, obviously without Devontae Adams, without Alan Lazard as well. That was just a game where Aaron Rodgers put the team on his back and was ready to go. I think this is a really, really good Green Bay Packers team. I am going to be the first to admit that I was wrong doubting this Packers into this year. They are legit. I'm still going to hold on to my take that the Bills are the best team in the league. I'm not going to let a slip on the three-yard line change my opinion about that. I think the Packers are number two, though. I think the Packers are one. I still think the Bills are two. Um, 
I would also throw the Packers at one. Uh, better quarterback. So I'll throw that up there. Barely. I don't. It's such a tight margin. Like they're both top five quarterbacks. Yeah. Both top three quarterbacks. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. I guess so. Um, Now that Deshaun Watson isn't playing in, nor is Russell Wilson. Yeah. um, I don't. I don't know if I would put Bills too, though. Um, would, would you, you would probably put the Rams at two. Yes. I might even put the Bills four. Who would you put in front of them? The Cardinals. Their only loss is the best uh, yeah. team in the league. I, I think those are the top four teams in the league, though. For sure. And I, um, I genuinely think you could put any of them together, and you'd probably have to put the – well, if you're going to value head-to-head, Packers should be in front of the Cardinals and the Cardinals should be in front of the Rams. Yeah. But at the uh, same time, but at the same time, if AJ Green turns around or if the pass is somehow just incomplete, the Cardinals can still win that game. Yeah. And it would be a totally different conversation. That's that's why power rankings but it's are also the, the Cardinals would have barely won the game against a Packers team that was missing their top two wide receivers on a short rip. But they'd be but they'd be a no. Like they'd be a no, they'd be yeah. undefeated. But I think the Packers win that game much more convincingly if they have Adams and Lazard. Well, yeah, but you know the old saying. I, I just don't like playing the if game. It's just like you could you could if yeah, you could of, say, of course not. You could, you could say if into any sort of. That's why I don't value head to head that much. I don't know how that correlates. What? Because it would be a different game if Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard played. That's why would, I can't put too much value into the head to head. You would and, you would let if statements weigh your power rankings that much. I guess that makes sense. Well, and part of power rankings no, is that they're it's seeing they're how subject, they're oh, subjective. Yeah. Power yeah, rankings I, are subjective. It you makes can sense. Use, you can use whatever things that you value to do your power rankings. They're subjective either way. But if anyone were to put any other team inside the top four, I would say they were wrong, and I would disagree with them. Maybe, maybe the Titans. No, not anymore. Not anymore. Not, well, yeah, not with Derrick Henry, but uh, I mean, if running backs don't matter, Tampa. their offense could still be very good. I guess we'll test that theory Tampa. with. Um, I guess we. I guess we'll test test uh, test that theory with. Um, who are they about to try to the Rams on Sunday Night Football? Adrian Peterson. Jer- well, Jeremy, Adrian, McNich- Jeremy McNichols, McNichols the is their primary guy. Primary guy. They also signed Dante Foreman, who's probably better than Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Um, but Dom, since we're, do you want to give your uh, game of the week since we are, are seem to be just coasting on this? We're kind of going yeah. on a tangent. Titans Colts, uh, another good game. AJ Brown finally like really stepped up 10 receptions, 155 yards. Carson Wentz had a good game with some awful, awful, awful mistakes. I think that's the reality of it. That's been part of his problem. Okay. His, in, his entire career, right? It's been yep. very, um, you know, it's been what it's been what's happened. Well, actually, looking at his stats, he didn't have a good game. Uh, but he made some nice passes through three touchdowns, so that counts for something. But uh, Carson once threw the game away. He made some very very bad plays that cost his team the game. And now at three and five, the Colts need to practically play perfect football. They want to catch the six and two Titans. Now the Titans are without. Their most important player, some would say, uh, Derrick Henry has oh, been the you, best. 
Would you not say he's the Th- those who player? wouldn't say Derrick Henry's their most important player would be wrong. Dom, Dom Why, come on. Derrick Henry wasn't that productive during the Marcus Mariota era. Because they changed the offense. He's their most important player, Dom. Come on. Okay, sure. Whatever. Come on. He ran for 2.4 yards per carry in this game. Um, and they Why still put up, and they put up 34. He broke his foot. When he said when? At the end of the game, I think on one of the it was it was late in the game. Late, okay. Uh, anyways, Derrick Henry is very important to the Tennessee Titans. He's been the best running back in football this year. Hasn't really been close, and losing him is probably going to hurt their offense. They still have a good. They still have a good passing attack. We're going to see how truly valuable Ryan, Ryan Tannehill is and AJ Brown are, and we'll see when Julio Jones comes back. They're probably going to lose to the Rams. But fortunately for them, the Rams' rush defense is very good. The Rams' secondary is not. They're going to have to take advantage of it. But the Titans were able to go on the road against a divisional opponent, lose their best player late in the game, and still win. The Titans are good. I was wrong about them preseason. I said they'd probably go 9-7 and seven or 9-8. and eight. Now with Derrick Henry out, they could still finish the season 3-6. and six. I'd assume that they won't, but they still could. Um, obviously that would be a nine and eight with a big asterisk, but, um, the Colts, they, they blew a really good shot to get back in this division, especially when Derek Henry went down. So, uh, long recovery, but a great game. Carson Wentz needs to fix his act because he can't be making those mistakes. Yeah. Um, I love how the fan base and apparently some of the front office are already talking about, uh, benching Wentz for the pick at three and five, even after Derek Henry going out, you, you, I want to swear that those people so bad, you snakes play the game. You made the trade. He's not even playing that bad. Play the quarterback. You snakes. I don't want to hear it. You better not bench him at three and five with a shot at the division. Now I swear and a wild, you better not. Or I will, I will hate your franchise almost as much as I hate my most hated franchise. I, I will hate them for a very long time. Th- that is just terrible behavior. If they do that, I will have a riot. Anyways, um, I'm not going to let the interrupting king rap me. Okay. You <laughs> calm down over there. Um, anyways, yeah, we'll move on to week nine. Um, not doing player of the week. Oh shoot. Uh you sure I'll do player of the week. Uh Mike the the man white is my okay. player of the week. Josh, uh, that was definitely his. I, I did that take the guy who I was gonna say when I get to this segment. I do want to <laughs> say about Mike White though. Like obviously the week, yes. jump off the page 37 to four or five for 405 yards. First of all, two interceptions. Second of all, go back and look at the film. He really didn't do anything mind-blowing. It was a lot of Short to intermediate passes with some yards after the catch. Nothing deep, nothing crazy, nothing jumping off the film. I mean, he, he did what he was asked to do, and he did a great job of it, but they didn't put too much on his plate. Let's just leave it at that. Absolute stud. Honestly, the best quarterback in the division now. I'm only using a one-week scope, so okay. can't flame me. <laughs> uh, best quarterback well, in Mike the White division. is the best quarterback the Jets have had in my lifetime. I will say that. Ryan Fitzpatrick? When Ryan Fitzpatrick was not that good, 
they went easy. they he's went also, ten and six also, or eleven and five that year. Yeah, I, I don't know why. It was also the best team the Jets had had in a while, except for two years. Mark Sanchez the, wasn't that the, great, but when 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 they made that AFC Championship, he was better than one game of Mike White going. It's also a joke, but okay, thank God. I don't know. I don't know with you, man. You say some crazy stuff. Mike White played one game. You told me Kyle Shanahan is a better coach than Andy Reid all time, and look at where we're at now. So yeah, they're I, both I not having great years. Give Shanahan another fifteen years. No, okay, okay. I, I don't think the 49ers well the okay. 49ers ownership wants to do that. <laughs> okay. I don't think I don't think 49ers fans want where's that. The, where's the Patrick Mahomes seven rings talk too? Can I hear that one come back up again? I'd love to Can hear I hear that. about how the Chargers are the best team in the NFL? That one's not as bad. How is that you it's can't put that the same? They've, no, it's they've not. Lost, they've lost was, twice pretty pathetically, both since you said that. Uh, I, I will leave this Including call. Including coming off the no, it's not. It's not. Okay, it's not. Thank you. It's not. But I will they've lost twice in pretty pathetic fashion, including coming off their bye against McCorkle Jones uh, it, since then. Yeah, so. I mean, that. you know, I, like I am a man that will admit my my call was wrong. That was terrible. Um, we move on. It is what it is, you know, um, but I'm not making calls of 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 half. I'm not making calls of six plus rings over a. a, a career when you don't even haven't seen him play half a decade of football and I'm not slandering hall of fame future coaches with some dude who coached a good offense one year and is now you want to hear a take coach you guys want to hear a take sure if Patrick Mahomes doesn't win the ring this year he may never win another one that's a terrible take I mean from an odds standpoint think about it the quarterbacks making over 28 million dollars have won zero Zero. Super How many Warriors. of those quarterbacks have been as good as Patrick Mahomes? I'm sure a lot. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is pretty good. Nope. Russell Wilson <laughs> is pretty good. Drew Brees like, was pretty good. Drew Brees is pretty good. Like these guys are all good. They're not. They're not on the I, level of Mahomes, I, but I would never. I would rather. It's take, a team sport. Mahomes is on the field for 30 minutes of the game. I'd rather take uh, Dom's Patrick Mahomes take than yours right now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I mean, mine's far more likely. I think. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's the point. Because it's you know it's. I'm saying Mahomes, if he doesn't get it this year, he's going to win zero. Josh is saying he's going to win five over the next course of his career. Like it's a lot harder to win five, you know, only a couple of players in NFL history have done it. And Patrick Mahomes is the caliber of player to be able to do that, but he's already making a ton of money and the franchise, you know, doesn't have the best reputation of defenses of late. All right. Well, somehow that started with Mike White. Yeah. He's my player of the week and Josh's, I guess. Um, no, no, I'll, I'll give a different one. Um, okay. Hey, do, you need, do you need time? Uh, do you need time for it or no, do you have it? No, I have one. Didn't have the yards to be a player of the week, but had two touchdowns and I mean, missing Devonte Adams, missing Alan Lazard. Who did you think Aaron Rodgers was going to go to when he needed a touchdown? Good old Randall reliable Cobb. Randall Cobb. Just Unbelievable performance from him being able to be that guy who Rogers relied on in the red zone, two touchdowns. He was big for them. And it was a big, big win for the Packers. Fair enough. Uh, Dom, who's yours? It's me, Amari Cooper, because in a similar situation, except in a different way, the Cowboys were without their star quarterback needed wide receiving core to step up to help out Cooper rush. It's exactly what Amari Cooper did. Eight receptions, 122 yards and a touchdown, which was the game winner. Cooper Rush only completed 24 passes on his 40 attempts. A third of them were to Amari Cooper. Cooper had a great game. The Cowboys 
are the fifth best team in the NFL. They're great. Yes, you they are. They're better than Tampa. What do you mean? I mean, they had, Tampa. they had Tampa absolutely on the ropes week one. They're Tampa more healthy just lost than to Trevor Tampa. Simeon. What do you, what do you mean? Oh, what? Tampa is a great team. They're the Super Bowl champions. You, you they're getting, they're getting healthier. I, I agree. I, I think Tampa, <laughs> I don't want to sleep on Tampa, yourself. but I, I think the Cowboys are great. I do. I, I agree. I'm an Eagles fan sitting here do, defending the Cowboys right now. That's like, yeah. And I mean, I said the Cowboys were going to make the playoffs this year. Leo said they were going to win the division. Josh said they were going to miss the playoffs. So <laughs> uh, it's obvious that Leo and I were higher and still are on the Cowboys than Josh's, but they're a great team. Is the they, way to phrase it. They've lost their best player on defense week one, and their defense has been great. Well, Lawrence didn't play week two. No, he didn't thought, play week two. I thought he broke his foot after week In, two. It was during practice after week one. Oh, okay. And they've won six straight. So uh, they probably have the defensive player of the year right now in Trayvon Diggs. Uh, it's probably. There, there are other guys that are up there. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, yeah. Probably uh, Miles Garrett. Uh, but the Cowboys are a great team, and Amari Cooper is a big reason because of it. I should have traded if ben, Bennett always listens to these podcasts. Shout out Bennett Bragg. I should have taken. Wow, that wasn't me shouting out Bennett Bragg. Holy crap! Wow, well, I talked to Bennett too. I'm, I'm uh, we both got three games right against the spread this week. We were both down bad this week after yeah, Bennett had a bad game. week. I mean, I had an equally bad week too, so I'm not going to make fun of him. But he's uh, had back to back really bad weeks yeah. though. So Bennett, uh, Bennett, after, Bennett did uh, call that he would do that. By the way, he said he said after his last good week that he's like, I'm going to fall off. And I'm like, all right. He's had eight games right in the last two weeks, and he's still higher uh, than you. <laughs> And me. And Higher Don. than all of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's in second. Anyways, uh, Bennett offered me Amari Cooper and TJ Hawkinson for Travis Kelsey. And I'd be in a much different situation fantasy wise if I accepted that trade. Yes. No one cares. No one cares, Josh. No one no cares. One cares. You're salty, Josh. No but one cares. Amari Cooper's been elite. I should have taken the deal for him. Yeah, you should have. He he got scared because he looked at CD Lamb's production numbers. Um Anyways, we'll move on to week nine. Uh, this is, we are now over the halfway point. Yeah. Cause there's no, this is not, the halfway point. This, this will be the halfway point. Yeah. We're wacky years. Uh, I do have standing step date here. Um, it's still the same. Nobody's moved. Uh, we all had pretty bad weeks. Um, Josh did the week prior catch up a lot. Um, so he's gained ground on Dom but I still remain ahead of Dom by just as much because that week I also, the Josh gained ground. It was also the week that I hit another crazy hot take. Um, if you can remember back two weeks ago, Jared, I said that Jared Goff would throw two interceptions in his return against the Rams and SoFi. He had zero interceptions until his final two drives with the Lions and threw two interceptions in the final two drives for me to hit my hot take, which yeah. was pretty great. Um, so the standings are, I'm at 76, Dom is at 68 and Josh is at 63. So close before to we get into this, can I change my world series pick? No, please. <laughs> no, it's five, nothing it's, it's now, five, nothing now. Atlanta. Dan, Dan's Bay Swanson just hit a home run. And so if this result holds the, uh, the world series will be celebrated by a road team. For the, I mean, the last time a team won a World Series at home was 2013. 
wow, your dad wants Houston. Uh, he just still thinks they're going to win. And I, I mean, don't. if you're going to bet Houston live right now, down five, nothing. And I hope that someone's listening to this and retroactively saying it, you should bet them to win the world series, not game six. I agree. I just don't know if there's a line available for that. Well, there should be because Vegas should be trying to get any money they can on Houston. Uh, yeah. He means lines in ways that he could bet, not just lines in general. I think anyways, um, yeah, so Josh is now five behind Dom, and Dom is eight behind me. So Dom, Josh is retroactively thirteen behind the lead. Good math. Um, but we'll move into Week Nine, um, with a Thursday night banger. <laughs> I hope you could sense the sarcasm in my voice there. Uh, it is the best quarterback in the AFC East taking on the Colts. Um, Mike White is still slated to start. Uh, I, I'm sure most people were figuring after last week, he'd be bad. And then Joe Flacco would finally get to start. Uh, nope. They're definitely going to roll with the dude who just threw for 405 yards and a win. And they're going to take on the glue factory. Um, I'm just going to get mine out of the way. I expect the Colts to win this game, edge back closer to winning their division and solidify further that their first round pick is mine. And if they do bench Wentz, um, the glue factor well, is going to catch these hands. Here's the thing is that, so first off, I'm going to pick the Colts here. Uh, let's just get that out of the way. So you can write that down while I talk about Carson Wentz. Uh, the Colts need to start losing if they're going to want to bench Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz right now gives them the best opportunity to make the playoffs. And that is obviously the end goal. However, their loss this week was a major blow to Philadelphia's chances of getting that first round pick because you know that the Colts are going to want to bench him if by week 15, they're out. Well, I guess he needs to play 75% of snaps and he's played practically hundred percent of the team snaps by now. So the last four games. So by week 15, if he plays week 15, 16, 17 and 18, that would be 75% of snaps. So they're going to, they're going to want to, they're going to have to figure out whether or not they're going to make the playoffs or not, if they really want to bench him because having your making the playoffs is more important than protecting your first round pick over a second round pick. Yeah. Um, I'm just still, I just still think it's corny and like a cowardice thing to do. So they can, they can shove it if they do it. Uh, Josh, are you taking the Colts? Respect. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the Colts. They're going to win this game. They'll probably cover it too. I just love how when the jets finally have something to celebrate, they have to turn around and play a Thursday night game. So they don't get to enjoy the hype of a full Good week with a nice win and a, maybe a new quarterback has to just be a couple days before they get clobbered on Thursday. Uh, I think I they cover in this game, by the way. I think the Jets cover. What's their line? Ten, it's and, a half. ten and a half. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I believe that. Um, you think who covers Jets or Colts? Jets. Jets. Um. We'll move on to the next game, though. The Sunday slate, the first morning game I have listed here on NFL.com is the is an FC South battle. Um, it is the three and four Falcons off of their loss to the Panthers somehow. Um, well, they were two bad teams at the five and two Saints. So this will be, you know, the best quarterback in the NFC South defending his home turf after the win against Brady. Um, wow. 
jokes. I'm, I mean, I, I know. Nobody take I know, that seriously. I know. I know. Um, so I will. I do want to point out uh, because Josh, I remember this trope from last season. Josh says that the Saints and Falcons always split their series. Uh, he said that was a direct quote from a Saints fan. Oh, well, you, you just used it as your logic. So I know what, what I want to say here is that Josh is retroactively by picking this game. He's going to be picking his next Saints Falcons game or he's backing off a take. So Josh, who are you taking for this game? I just, why is Trevor Simeon giving six points? <laughs> That's what I want to know too. Like, okay, but, well, who made this now? line? <laughs> Trevor Simeon should not be giving six points to anyone. I agree. Who are you picking straight up in this game? I I think I'm going to take Atlanta straight up. Okay. Like, wow. Okay. I I, I don't. Are are they definitely starting Simeon? Yeah. I mean, they're starting Taysom. Taysom Hill's on IR still. Okay. Um, He could get activated. He could. We don't know yet. Uh, But I assume that my boy Simeon, though. If Taysom starts, give me the Saints. If it's Simeon, give me the Falcons. I'm okay. just take I'm just taking the Saints outright. We're yeah, so am I. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take these damn points. Uh yeah. But well, I mean certainly. if you don't take the points, you're a fool. The we Saints have overcome adversity. Uh Michael Thomas also could return for this game. And I think a lot of people have forgotten how good Michael Thomas is. He'll be coming off an injury, but uh this dude was the offensive player of the year two years ago. So uh I'm gonna take the Saints here. It was fairly easy, but it was also fairly easy to take the points with Atlanta. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why you're taking the Falcons straight up. Um, well, it's if Simeon's playing. Simeon. Trevor Simeon's not good. He Simeon's wasn't good back Taysom. in his prime. Well, don't call it a prime. It wasn't a prime. Okay, well, he's no longer in whatever he was when he was playing. <laughs> Regardless, um, so that's that game. And retroactively, we'll see if. I mean, this. So this is Josh picking the Falcons. We'll see if he picks the Saints the next time these two match up. I would, I would assume he would, because the Saints are probably going to be in a better state coming that time, whenever that is. Uh, anyways, we move on to the next game. Four and four Broncos off of their beating of who I was told would win the division of the NFC East. Uh, they beat the football team um, without a quarterback. Uh, they'll be heading down to play in Jerry World, uh, the six and one Cowboys. I'm so is this Cooper Rush again or like no, thinking, no, no, it's it's Dak. It's right? probably Dak. They just wanted to give him an extra week and it worked. Yeah. So I mean, this is uh what's the line on this one? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. I will take those points with Dallas. Uh I think they're gonna crush the Broncos who are now without yeah. Von Miller. So yeah, I mean, um, I'm the Cowboys. Dallas. I was just seeing if I want to do a crazy hot take. Off I also will take the Cowboys, but give me the points with Denver. I don't know why you're doing that, but all right. Teddy covers. Teddy covers. That's Teddy all. Covers. Great record in career against the spread. He does. You He's right. Can't argue with he that. Also, he also isn't. Okay. They covered against. They covered on the road against uh, against Cleveland. That was cool. Yeah, well, Cleveland's not Dallas. I know. Also, Cleveland was had nobody on their team. What? That, that wasn't that the uh, that was the that was the injury bowl. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was the Case Keenum game. Yeah, okay. So uh we'll move on to the next game here. We have the four and four Patriots off of their win against the I don't know why Dom's doing that. Against Six nothing the, Braves. 
Oh, okay, cool. Uh, the four and four Patriots off their win against <laughs> the Chargers. They were at home for that game, right? Or my or was that in SoFi? It was in SoFi. The Patriots oh. have beat the Chargers twice at SoFi and SoFi's year and a half of existence. Comedy. Nice. nice. Um, so four and four Patriots going to four and four Panthers. I'd imagine they get a this, good home crowd at that game. The Patriots? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Every team does. No, but especially New England. Why? Every team does. Well, yeah, obviously. But I would think New England, especially compared to other teams, has a large population of people in LA. I, the best thing, in the LA. best represent, the representation I've seen was the, the two teams I've seen with the best representation. Let me just say that sentence fully were the Steelers and no, and the Raiders. The Eagles were close and they, they booed Philip the Rivers. The Raiders were number one. Yeah. And the Eagles booed Philip Rivers when he came out of the tunnel and like it was very audible. The Eagles had very good representation and they also, they also filled, they also filled the Coliseum. I'm not disrespecting the Eagles here. I was there but for you both remember, of those games. So, yes. yes I remember. Do you remember the Sunday night football game? with Duck Hodges and uh, when he started on the road against the Chargers and it was literally all Steelers fans and all terrible towels. Yeah, I mean... That's the thing that sticks out in my mind. No, I would agree. I would just say the state of Pennsylvania is the best at representing, but it's whatever. It's it's a completely subjective title. I'm just messing around saying the Eagles. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, it's not subjective. It's fact based on ticket sales to who goes from which team. We just don't have those numbers. <laughs> Okay, I'm saying Dom's opinion of the team <laughs> is subjective because Dom did not do a case study on the ticket sales numbers in away games. Sure. This is correct. It is solely yes. with my eyes. Eye test. We talked about this. Subjective. <laughs> yes, that's my. Point. This is the eye test. Yes. Um. So they're heading to play the the Panthers. Uh. I will be. I will make sure. Sh- Christian McCaffrey is supposed to come off of IR here and play in this game. So McCaffrey will he be is? back. Yeah. I thought you got put on IR two weeks ago. No, oh. trust me, Dom. I would know. You um, would know. You're right. Uh, I would know. Um, so I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Panthers because I don't trust the Patriots to win back to back games this season. I don't <laughs> think they have this season so far. I know it's weird to take them winning after they just beat the Chargers and SoFi. This might come back to bite me in the butt. I'm still doing it. We'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. I'm sure I'm gonna be the only one taking the Panthers. Uh, the Patriots have won back-to-back games. It was either this week and last week or, or their two games ago because they were one and three. They're now four and four. Um, I'm going to take the Patriots. I've been super impressive. I've been super impressed with them. Uh, I was the only person who said on this podcast that they'd make the playoffs. I still believe they will. This defense is still well-coached, still Bill Belichick team. I think they beat Carolina and you know that, Bill Belichick knows how to beat Sam Darnold. You know he does. He's yep. going to do it again. That's the one point I was going to make. I have a second point that I want to make. I am going to take the Patriots. Carolina's bad. They've been bad all year. They still are bad. I'm taking New England. I don't think they've been bad all year, but all right. Um, yeah. No. Then they, then they start 3-0. They were 3-0 in the three games that Christian McCaffrey started. And those three wins were against it was Houston, Jets, it was New Orleans, Saints, and Texans. I beat New Orleans, who's now five and two, and just beat the Bucks. I mean, it, and that was a Jameis game where he threw eleven of twenty-two for one hundred and eleven yards and two picks. I mean, yes, it was yeah, the yeah, weird so, game. Okay, but I mean, the, the Panthers' defense still did that. Classic, Josh. I mean, the Panthers have a top five. 
the Panthers have a top five defense in the NFL, and therefore yeah. I'm not going to call them bad. Yeah, I don't. I, it's, it's, if you have a top five sense. unit in football, you're not, you're a not a bad team. team. So, I mean, I think this is going to be a good game, especially if Christian McCaffrey's playing. It's going to be very um, interesting to see how Bill Belichick. I don't think he is. I think you're wrong. However, I also could very well be wrong here because I thought he got reinstated on IR two weeks ago. But um, if he is playing, it'll be a very fun matchup to watch how Bill Belichick schemes a defense against him. I mean, uh, McCaffrey's slated to practice tomorrow. Oh, okay. So that would be a very good sign that he's going to play. All right, there you go. See? Uh, so he... Uh, Actually, am I allowed to do the stupid the thing that Josh likes? Can I change? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The absolutely Patri- I think the Patriots are one of Chris McCaffrey does not play. I'll say that. Okay. I'll put my caveat. Yeah. Um, so I'll just put an asterisk. Okay. So next game here, we have the three and four Vikings heading to the five and two Ravens. Why am I blank? The Raven. Who do the Ravens just? They had a bye. They played no one. Yes, that is okay. Fine. All right. I will be taking the Ravens off a of bye. They did not lose to the bye week. I'll be taking the Ravens off a bye. I will be too. Taking Ravens off a bye. I always pick good coaches off of a bye. And another team I've been saying all year is not good is the Minnesota Vikings. And I think that was proven against Cooper Rush. Yeah, I think this is the end. I think that marked the end of the Mike Zimmer era. Like whether or not it's in a couple of weeks or whether it's at the end of the season, I think Zimmer's gone at the end of the year. He did a good job. He'll coach the whole season. Yeah. He 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 deserves the respect to coach the whole season, but I, I don't think he's going to come back. I think Minnesota is just going to want to move in a different direction. I would agree. Um, we'll move on to the next game. This is a lot more fun one. Uh, it's the the battle of the orange. I guess I guess they're the Browns, but they look orange. The Browns are heading down to Cincinnati down the down the turnpike. I don't. Sorry, I'm not from Ohio. Um. The Browns are heading in state to play the, the Bengals uh, for their first matchup against each other. Uh, this is a weird game. The Bengals kind of came down to earth. You know, I, you know, I, I'm going to use Dom's term. I think the Bengals were just overlooking the Jets because they had to play the Browns next week. So maybe that's what's going on. Kareem Hunt won't be in this game. Um, is Baker going to? Yeah, Baker's playing. Baker playing. Um, this is a really tough game. Because this is a really young offense against a defense that I think has caused a lot of havoc against certain teams, but the the Browns love it. Can we all agree that this is the hardest game to pick this week? Uh no. Um it was not. It was up there. I have my pick because I make the there. picks ahead of time. So if it's you would like me to either. give it, go ahead. I can, I'm gonna take the Browns here. Listen, I've I've very high on the Browns. Uh, I'm going to die on their hill because I think they're the more talented team here. Uh, Baker Mayfield's not healthy and he's not playing well of late. I don't think there's really any other explanation for that. I think that after not really running the ball that well against a very stout defense, they're going to make it an emphasis to run the ball well against Cincinnati. I think they do beat the Bengals. It's going to be a great game. And this is normally a game between two teams from the AFC North in Ohio that stink. And they're both basically fighting for their playoff chances in this game, I believe. Screw it. Give me Cleveland too. They're desperate for this one. I'll take the Bengals. I think uh, it's I think a very good opportunity for you to pick another game up on us. Yep. I think I think Baker Mayfield will find a way to lose this game. Kind of like Joe Burrow found a way to lose the game to the Jets. 
Yes. Young quarterbacks. Terrible. Yeah, they're both young quarterbacks. I like that young quarterback better than the other one, though. Um, yeah, so I'll take the Bengals. I'll differ again. We'll see if it bites me in the butt again. I'll be the first one to say if it does. Um, anyways, we'll move on to the next game, which is uh, probably the easiest game to pick of the week. Um, it's uh, a good head coach off of a bye, and it's just probably one of the top five teams in, well, is the top one of the top five teams in football. The Bills are getting a free game uh, down in Jacksonville. Uh, the Bills are not off the bye. They're not off the bye? They played the Dolphins, which has practically been a bye this year. Okay. Uh, yeah, they didn't look that great. Never mind. That's why I don't remember it. Anyways, whoops. Uh, still easiest game to pick of the week for me. Um, I will I will take the Bills. Yeah. I mean, it's the easiest game to pick of the week because it's the biggest spread of the week at 14 and a half points. I'll be taking the Bills here. No other explanation needed. Yeah. Bills win and cover. Um, defense is so good. I mean, they really shut down Miami's offense. They allowed 11 points to Miami in the span of two games, which is pretty darn impressive with the one touchdown not really being garbage time, but kind of garbage time. I I think this defense is one of the top units in the NFL right now. And the offense has been struggling a little bit, but I trust that they'll be able to figure out it's just about getting into a rhythm with them. It's about starting early with the short and intermediate passes and then working in the deep plays. You can't go right to the deep balls. You got to work a short plays first. You got to work McKenzie to spread the field out. Like I always say, those jet sweeps with McKenzie make the defenders go out wide. So then you can start pushing the ball down the field. And that's something they haven't been using as much this year as I would have liked them to. I would like to see them use it against Jacksonville. I think they will a little bit more. I'm going with the Bills here. I think this is a big opportunity for them to get the offense going. Yeah, the Bills really shouldn't lose this game. Uh, We'll move on to the next one, which I, you know, I think we've already had one of these, but I, I I love talking about urinating tree and i think he has a funny way of dubbing these matchups i think there already was one this year but this is certainly a tank bowl um yeah, unfortunately talk about miami versus houston aren't you yeah miami versus houston even though it's technically not a tank bowl because miami doesn't have their first round pick which what trade hilarious. was that what trade was that again i know it was for you switching Eagles. picks last off last draft they jumped up to the six and we jumped down to the 12th they gave us the ah. next year and they drafted yeah. jalen waddle with that pick when they could have got devonta smith at 12 that hurts Yep. Well, they couldn't have gotten him at 12. Well, technically, we had to try up to 11 to get it, but yeah. Ah, you're right. Uh, regardless, still looking. Trading up for wide receivers is dumb. I would agree. Um, yeah, so one in seven Texans at one in seven Dolphins. I would honestly coin flip this game. Uh, I guess does not agree with you there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Slightly. I, what, what, like, what are the. The spread is six and a half in this game. Why? Okay. First of all, I'm taking, I'm taking those points. Yeah. So am I. Um, I t- you, Josh, Texans, Miami hasn't won in six weeks. Houston's the t- really bad, dude. They've Houston's looked like they've looked really, really I don't think, bad. I, th- I don't think you've watched a single bit of Texans game. And you're just saying that for like, they're not that bad. They're not that they bad. Looked they looked bad against the Rams for three quarters. You're right. Uh, I, I guarantee Josh hasn't watched a single bit of Texans game. They played the Bills. So one game Yeah, it was an ugly game. I also watched the game against Carolina where they lost 24 to 9, that Thursday night game. 
caught a little bit of the Patriots game and a little bit of the Cardinal game too. I will be taking the Dolphins regardless. Um, so will I. I am too, and I would also take the Dolphins minus the six and a half. That's why you're at the bottom, the middle of that leaderboard. Um, we'll move on to the next one. Five and two Raiders uh, at two and six Giants. What is the spread on this one? It's two and a half to the Giants. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use my hot take here. I've been um, very impressed with the way that right. the Giants have played. You can follow me on this hot oh, take too. Wait, wait. Okay, wait. Never mind. I might go the opposite hot take of you. Keep talking. Oh, you're going to take the Raiders. Actually, wait. Never mind. I just realized what they're going through. Okay. Ah. I've been impressed with the way that the Giants have played of late. They've played well against some good teams, including the Kansas City Chiefs, who are still a good team. They're not a great team anymore. They're a good team. They played tough with them on the road. Two and a half point underdogs. I think they win by over four points. So we're going to take Giants minus four and a half here. They're going to win. The Vegas are going the Vegas. The Raiders are going across the country here without one of their playmakers in uh in Henry Ruggs, who hopefully is never going to play in the NFL again after killing someone because he made a very, very, very poor decision. And I think that the Giants win this game. Giants four and a half as two and a half point underdogs. Fantastic pick, Dominic. Phenomenal pick. I love I was the on, pick. I thought you were going to go there too. No, it was not my hot take, but I love the pick for the Giants to win this game. This is where the Ricky Basakia hype cools down after the bye week. I don't think you get a week away from the locker room. That's when guys start to take a step back and look at the situation that's going on in that Raider locker room and not loving it. I think this is when that interim coach hype that we talked about a couple of weeks ago cools down. I like the Giants here. They've been playing much better. They should have beaten Kansas City, if we're going to be honest here. They didn't. They tried to give that game away, and they did. I'm going with the Giants to win this one against the Raiders. Thanks for the free win, gentlemen. I'll be taking Derek Carr to slap them. Uh, hold on. Let me look. Because like, also, the Raiders are coming off their bye, and they play in Las Vegas, which means these guys likely live in Las Vegas. Uh, I'm sure they had a very interesting week. Maybe didn't have a great practice week. They lost 45 to 20 to the Buccaneers in week seven coming off their bye last year. Like I said, last year was different because really in a global pandemic without vaccines. Um, but I, I mean, without rugs interim head coach, I, I think that the giants could beat them and might as well take them by four and a half. The Giants find ways to lose these games all the time, and it's just systemic. So I'm, I'll be the first one to say if I'm wrong, but I'll take the Raiders. Um, the Giants are the worst team in that FC East, and this is where they will prove it once again. Um, yeah, we'll move on to the 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 disappointment versus I don't know my team. <laughs> I can think of something creative in time. The Chargers, four and three Chargers, will be heading to Lincoln Financial Field to take on the Birds. So I'll be going last here. Um, yeah, what, which, what, what are one of you thinking? What's yeah, Chargers are going to win this game. This is a really stupid spread as well. They should be given more than one and a half points. I like the Chargers to win this one. No, they shouldn't be. Chargers suck at going to the East Coast. They got absolutely <sighs> killed in Baltimore. They're going to lose to the Eagles here. Jalen Hurts is going to run laps around this defense that is starting to get hurt. 
It's the Chargers. You knew it was going to happen eventually. Eagles win. Let's go, Eagles. Leo, come on, baby. Join me. So here's here's my problem. Okay, he's gonna pick the Chargers. Watch. No, 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 no. Chargers. Here's my problem, Dom. I'm I'm at a crossroads here because the Chargers are one of the probably the worst rushing defense in the NFL currently, Uh, and they proved that after I said they were the number one team. Um. That's why they got slacked in Baltimore. The problem is the worst run D in their division, but yes, the, the they're statistically the worst rush defense in the NFL right now. Both Kansas city and Los Angeles have horrible run defenses. Continually. Um, <laughs> the problem is, is we know the Eagles and their philosophy on rushing the ball under Sirianni. If last week didn't happen, I would take the chargers, but after watching the rush attack would lead to a 44 to six win with the defensive line stepping up very, very well. Uh, I'll t- I'm taking the birds. Uh, hopefully Sirianni doesn't just go back to the same game plan he had before. Uh, hopefully he'll keep pay, you know, pushing up the designed runs. Boston Scott, you know, I really like Kenneth Gainwell. I think this game is and Jordan Howard, Jordan Howard, ladies and gentlemen is alive and scored two touchdowns against the lions. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Boston Scott uh, scored another one too. Boston Scott had the other two, had other two others as well. Yeah. If I started Boston Scott in fantasy this week, it would have been a much different conversation. I would have won with 90 points instead of um, 77. Yes, Josh. No one cares about my fantasy team. I know. It's just I, Dom. I care about your fantasy team. I beat a team that was a fringe playoff team. So you need that right now too. Uh, so yeah, I, I will take the birds because I think Sirianni, I, I would be very surprised and very angry. Sirianni went away from the game plan that won a game against another national football league team by 38. So is it, he's a rookie head coach though. So if anyone's going to do it, it's a rookie head coach, I guess, but I will take the birds. Um, can we get an Eagles chant together? You, you want to do an Eagles chant with me? Yeah. Josh, can you count it down? <laughs> No, I don't trust. <laughs> wow. Okay. What do you mean? No. No. Your okay. vibe's been salt. filled by Josh. It's, I'm, I'm sorry. The, we'll the we'll salt, do it another the salt, time. The salt is immaculate. Leo, we will do it another time. It's we'll a fun chant. Um, we'll move on to our next game here where I'll be dropping my hot take. Um, so, yeah, I have the Packers winning by more than a touchdown. They're only giving what is it like the Chiefs are getting? They're underdogs. To they're, pick yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pick them. Yeah. So I will. So pack like this is the easiest hot take I could think of in a very long time. Packers by a touchdown um, is my hot take here. And it, it technically falls in the parameters. So make it two of them. Oh, wow. Make it oh, okay. two of them. Packers by a touchdown. This is easy. Kansas City's not that good this year. I was wrong about Green Bay. They are arguably the best team in football. I don't think they are. I still think the Bills are. But the Packers are a really good football team. They're coming off the long week playing Thursday night, Kansas city coming off the short week playing Monday night. I think this is an easy one. I love the Packers in this game. Absolutely love the Packers. I like the Packers in this game. Cause I know that at any point, this Kansas city team could start clicking on offense and they're extremely hard to beat. That's why I'm not joining you guys on the hot take. I will be taking green Bay in this game though, but uh, just I know that at any point this Kansas City defense could play like average football because they've played like a bottom three defense in the league this year. And if their offense gets back to that top five offense that it's been, they could beat anyone in the league, including Green Bay and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers. So uh, we'll see. 
also, uh, Jock Peterson's over three and it's November. Very good hot take though, Leo. We agree that this is a very, very easy hot take. Yeah, this this shouldn't go wrong. I'm almost scared because it's just so easy. Um, well, I mean, they have to win by they have to win by a touchdown, or they have yeah. yeah they have to win by seven. So, like, they could win by six, and I'm gonna say, oh nope, too bad. Uh, but they could win by six, five, four, three, two, or one in your or, hot. Take or they could win it. by twenty one. Yeah, they could, and then your hot take would be correct. But. Yeah, I mean that. Is, I would say I'd be shocked bad. if the. I that said I'd be shocked. I would say I would be shocked if the Chiefs lose by 21 points, but they did to the Tennessee Titans just two weeks ago. So, uh, the Chiefs they have problems to fix, but at any point they could turn around. They need their bye week. They remind me so much of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year, where they just mm-hmm. needed their bye week. They got fresh and they came out firing. So, I'm not really sure when their bye week is. It's something I can find now. really quickly, but uh, they. They need their bye week because they, they just get need their to get bye rest. week, week 12. The, the next three games are the Packers in Vegas on Sunday night, then home against the Cowboys. Then they get the bye week. They could realistically be four and seven heading into that bye. If they're five and six, I think they're in fine shape with coming they're out probably, of their bye. They probably yeah. will be five. They and got six. Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos to close the season. That's a pretty tough stretch, too. But they could miss the playoffs. They could also win the Super Bowl at this point. I picked the Browns to win the AFC at this point. That's not going to happen. They're just not that good. But at the same time, I think Kansas City can still win the Super Bowl, but they could also still miss the playoffs. Leo, who was your Super Bowl pick? I don't even remember. It was Packers. It was Uh, to win or? Yeah, it was Packers. Yeah, it was Packers. Kansas City, right? Yeah, it was Packers, Kansas City. Um, I also... I just like to put yeah, this is kind of a victory app. Thanks, Josh. But I did say Packers Cardinals NFC championship game, which I mean, like it look is looking at least solid. You know, yeah. I thought you said Packers Rams NFC championship game. No, and my you said hot, my you're, hot take. you're like you're like league wide hot take before the season was that the Cardinals were gonna surprise people. And yeah, you're absolutely right. I said Cardinals would surprise people and be in the NFC championship game, but then I said the uh, Packers would win it. Okay. That would um, make sense. I had Bucks Browns. The Bucks can absolutely still get there. The Browns won't. Yeah. I had Bills beating Washington. Bills still will get there. Washington will not. <laughs> I forgot you said Washington would be in a Super Bowl. They have uh, a different season if Fitzpatrick doesn't get hurt week one. I don't agree. I don't agree. And I said they'd they win the division. Their defense has been below average when you and I both thought they'd be top two in the league. Yeah. If it's Packer doesn't get hurt. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know how that impacts the defense that much, but okay. I I think you're just saying that a safe face. Seeing your starting quarterback go down week one is while you're winning against a team that's played well this year. I don't think it affects the defense. Their defense has been bad. Yeah. I don't think it does either. I would agree with you if their offense was the complete problem, but their defense has been honestly the worst problem. So, um, We'll move on to the next game, though. This one I was debating doing the hot take on. Um, seven and one Cardinals heading to play the three and four 49ers here. Uh, are you going to do your hot take because you think the 49ers are going to beat the Cardinals like I do? No, I thought the Cardinals were going to win by 10 plus. You're actually picking the Niners here. I am. Kyler Murray's banged up. We saw last year that banged up Kyler Murray is not a good quarterback. A healthy Kyler Murray is a top five quarterback. However, he's either banged up or Colt McCoy is playing this game. I'll take the 49ers at home in a divisional game. I'll take the Cardinals. Colt McCoy is the backup? 
He is, yes. Ugh. I'll be taking the Cardinals. I, I will too. I don't think it's impossible for the Niners to win this game, but I'm going to take the Cardinals. They're the better team. Better coach wins, honestly. No. Well, I don't think either of these two coaches are that good. So I know. I don't either. I just said better coach wins. If the better coach wins, then the Niners win. I don't agree. I I don't know who the better coach is, to be completely honest. I think they're two of the most overrated coaches in the NFL. Oh, they are. A hundred percent. Yeah, they are. Um, we'll move to the Sunday night game here, which was about to be a banger. Um, it was going to be a banger, uh, but I don't know. I mean, this, like, this is the, this is I'm not counting out the Titans in this game. Now, no, no, but I am Rams win easily. Okay. Hey, let me, let me say my thing because Dom, one of the Dom's biggest things about football that he's reminded of us, reminded us of on the podcast so many times over and over again is he's the king of the king when it comes to running backs don't matter. And this is the first time in a, in a while that we've had an example for Dom to either have a victory lap or regress a bit. Dom well, is the, the only listen, other time I, I, could, say, I, know, I feel like I could take my victory lap. There's a difference the between running backs and Derek Henry. Okay. There's a difference there. there. Derek Henry, Derek Henry is not back. like every other running back. I, I, He's still I, a disagree. Running back. I think but I he think is Dom, by far the best running back in the national football league. Okay. But Josh, uh, here's what I'm saying. What, what happens if what's his face? Who? who? McNichols. Mc, what happens if McNichols comes out here? and runs for 150 with two tutties against a good rush defense in the Rams on the road. What, like, what do you say? Dom's going to have a field day is all I'm going to tell you. Then the Titans will probably win the football game, but that's not, that's not the question I'm asking you. I'm asking you, what, what does that mean for the running backs? Like, what does that mean for your Derrick Henry takes? It's one game. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it's one game either way. Uh, It needs to be a full process, but when a running back, especially a running back of or near the caliber of Derrick Henry doesn't play great. It is always a great day for the running backs. Don't matter committee. Now I will pick this game last. I'll talk about this game last. I just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, I mean, Alexander Madison is Dom Dom's King in his argument. So, I mean, and I think Dalvin cook is incredible. Yeah. And that man is single-handedly converted me way over to Dom's side when I was more in the middle because we've seen on multiple occasions that Alex at Madison. You ever think that Alexander Madison might also just be pretty darn good? Yeah, because almost all running backs backs are pretty good. good. Yeah. Yes. All running backs are good. That's why they they all make the NFL. I mean, he stepped in four times and there's four. When you see quarterbacks get hurt, when you see offensive linemen get hurt, when you see defensive linemen get hurt, teams don't overcome that especially as often when running backs get hurt, they overcome it every single time, except for the Panthers. That's because they built their offense around their running back, which is their demise. Yeah. I full, I wholeheartedly agree with everything Dom just said. I will agree with the Panthers point. Um, Anyways, I will be taking uh, the Rams here. I've really liked the Rams all year. Um, Dark, my, my dark horse MVP Matthew Stafford take isn't as, as great anymore, but he's still playing pretty darn well. Um, he's still in the conversation. He's argue. in the conversation, especially yeah. Tom Brady, who was the favorite this week, just through just had a bad game. Yeah. And Kyler Murray is either not going to play games or looks banged up. And Justin Herbert looked bad. So actually, you know, my argument is kind of actually has more life than I was alluding to originally. Um, but yeah, I really like Matthew Stafford. Like I said, I think, you know, 
this is the perfect situation for him. I love the Rams. I'm not going to really be picking against them again and again in a lot of games. So I will be taking the Rams. I really like the Rams this year. And this game. So yeah, I already said it. Rams win easy. Dom. I don't think they win easy. I'm still taking them seven and a half. I think it's going to be a fairly competitive game. Uh, the Rams need to come out fast in this game because I don't want the Tennessee Titans to come out fast considering who the Rams have played the last three weeks, the giants, the Texans and the lions three of the worst teams in the NFL. I think the giants are definitely the best of those teams, but uh, none of those teams have played well consistently throughout the league throughout the year. And now they're facing a Tennessee Titans team. The last three weeks uh, have beat playoff teams of mine going into the season. And that includes the Colts who are not going to be in the playoffs. Uh, that is of course the bills, the chiefs, and then the Colts. So I, I think the Titans are still capable of winning this game, especially if Julio Jones returns. They, they're fully capable of winning without Derrick Henry. McNichols is fine. If he, when the holes are open, he's going to hit them. That's what Derrick Henry does. Then he gets an open space and he gets going and then he gets harder and harder to tackle. And that's why he's so good because he's harder to tackle once he gets going than every other running back in the league. But that being said, the Rams rush defense is good. They're going to have to pass. If Tannehill and AJ Brown can expose the Rams, they can do that. Hopefully Jalen Ramsey is a good game. I'm going to take the Rams. It should be a good game. Don't count out the Titans just because their running backs hurt. I want to say Derrick Henry is going to be out for six to 10 weeks. Over those six to 10 weeks, I will be proven right on my take that Ryan Tannehill is an average quarterback at best. I think he's an above average quarterback. And that's as far as I'd go. Yeah, I would say I would agree with above average. Um, I just make sure not to use this one game as the. Uh, I mean, I know you're not going to, Josh. I'm just saying. You no, just I'm said over the next six to ten. No, games. I, yeah. I know, I'm just saying it for like in general. I, that's why I said not. Josh yeah. doesn't do it, but don't use this one game as the. Uh, uh, I'm going to say when he has a bad game on Sunday that he's starting to prove me right. I won't say that he's fully proven me right yet, but starting the process. Yeah, trust the process, indeed. Uh we'll move on to the. Monday night game here, uh, which is a, which is a game that I would like to dub the game of two teams who are the hardest to predict over the last couple of years in the NFL ever. Um, I don't know if you two share that sentiment with me, but I feel like the bears always find ways to win games you think you're going to lose. And the Steelers always love playing down a competition and then slacking people. They should be, should be. So I really don't know how to pick this game. This is actually the game I am crowning the hardest one to pick just because I think these are two of the most unpredictable teams uh, in the league. That being said, I will take the Steelers at home. Wouldn't be shocked if they somehow find a way to lose because the Bears have been looking a lot better. I know they lost to the Niners, but they've they've looked the best that they've looked all year, in my opinion, these last couple weeks. So, And the Steelers have looked like bleh, but I'll be taking the Steelers regardless. Yeah, I'll take the Steelers at home as well. I mean, that's just the pick here. Steelers at home in prime time. It's hard to pick against that. Uh, I'm very excited to see how Justin Fields can do against a high caliber defense like this. Yeah, Steelers at home in prime time is my logic too. The Steelers did just trade Melvin Ingram. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Bears combat that because I feel like now It'll be a little easier to double team TJ Watt, although Cameron Hayward up the middle is a very, very, very great pass rusher and also a very good run stopper. David Montgomery might come back for this game. Uh, the Chicago 
They're a really interesting team. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys, you guys don't have to tell me because this number could upcoming a value. If, uh, if I have a good week and pick them and it comes down to Monday night, I put my point total for this game at 35. I think it's going to be very, very low scoring. Every point's going to matter. Every penalty is going to matter. Uh, so I'm going to take the Steelers. I'm going to take Chicago's points and my point total is 35 for this game. I don't disagree with you. I think it could be a very low scoring game as well. God, I can't wait to pick either 36 or 34 points just to like try and edge Dom for no reason, even though there's other people in the pick them just to, <laughs> just cause it's Dom. Well, I mean, you can wait until Monday to see where things stand. Yeah. I yeah. put 55 for my total every single week. And if I have a chance with it Monday, I change it. Interesting logic. I just well, put something there because it doesn't matter until Monday afternoon. And I can well, change Josh, what is the tiebreaker at the end of the year? There is none. There is none? No, you, you just split. split. You just split it? Okay. So, like, say, like, there's a tie for first. You guys split the first and second winnings, and then third place gets third. Mm-hmm. And so any tie for third is just the split of the third place pot? Yes. Okay. All right. So, so it, it doesn't matter. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the week nine slate. As always, we'll go to the bye week bonanza as I'm dubbing it this week. Uh, Lions fans, Seattle Seahawks fans, Buccaneers fans, and Washington football team fans, welcome to the bye week bonanza. We're playing an interesting game here. Who needs it most? Well, can Leo say the teams first, please, so I get reminded of them? Uh, you said I, the four. Oh, shit. Buccaneers, Washington football team. Lions, Seahawks. I'd say the Seattle Seahawks need it the most. You could argue the Bucks, though. Yeah. I mean, those are the two teams because those are the two teams that I feel like, you know, they they need it most because of injuries. Um, yeah. Seahawks I, will get Russell Wilson back coming off their bye. The Buccaneers are very injured from the beginning of the season. They're already activated. DK Metcalf's been dealing with a foot injury like on and off the entire last couple of weeks. I'm sure him getting a wet rest. By the way, just to look a little bit ahead, Seahawks off the bye. Going to Green Bay. That game is always close. That's like a mini rivalry game. Mm-hmm. Some of the most iconic games. Yeah. That's going to be a fantastic football game. Yeah, I would say Seattle. Uh, I would understand saying Bucks. Damn. So Green Bay's defense in three straight weeks plays Kyler, Mahomes, and then Wilson. That is treacherous. Yeah, and they they might be three and zero in that time. They they yeah. could be. They could also be one and two. Thanks, Tom. And, and then after I don't think they will be. They get the Vikings, which I've made clear isn't a challenge, but after the Vikings, they get the Rams. Mm. Before a week oh, yeah. 13 by. Yeah, those week 13 buys are brutal. Stupid. But if they get that, they're going to be rested coming into the home stretch. Mm-hmm. And they're going to win their division barring a collapse. So, yes. Yeah. So. Who 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 needs it the most? Who what are you guys saying? Neither of you said Tampa. that. Okay. I'll go Seattle because they can they're a long shot to make the playoffs. They need everyone to get rested. They need their defense to get better. They can use that. And they also need Russell Wilson back. So they'll do that. Just All to right. finish my reasoning for Tampa, they haven't looked as great in the past couple of weeks as I think they should. And we saw what happened to last year when they came off the bye. And that is my reason for it. Fair enough. 
Um, but yeah, uh, welcome to the bye week bonanza. If you didn't hear your team talked about it's I, most likely because they were on the bye, but for Washington football team fans and Detroit Lions fans, your teams just suck. I didn't want to talk about them in the first place. That is the week nine slate for the NFL, which almost concludes episode 50 of the split the scene podcast. We'll move on into final thoughts. Josh, go ahead with your final thought. Let's do it. So this is a San Diego sports podcast. At the end of the day, three of us all come from San Diego and it's a pretty big event going on in San Diego this Saturday at the Del Mar Thoroughbred Club. You got the Breeders Cup going on at our home track where the turf meets the surf. It's going to be a phenomenal weekend of racing. I'm looking forward to it. I will give out a lock. I know it's pathetic to say that the lock is the biggest favorite on the board, but Gamin does not lose. There's a reason no one's entering this race. It's because no one wants to race against the best Philly in the world. Gamin wins easy. I don't know who wins the classic yet. I'm leaning Nick's go. I'm a little scared of hot rod Charlie, but I think Nick's go has been proven something the last couple of years. And this is where he establishes himself as one of the best four-year-olds that we've seen in a very, very long time. And this is the chance to establish a great, great resume for next go. Nothing like Josh talking about four-year-olds on our podcast. <laughs> Damn, Dom. I actually liked his... I, you don't have to ruin him like that. I, I liked his... That was funny. That was funny. That was not the joke I expected you to make after that. That was funny. That was funny. All right. I like that hot take, though. I, I, love, like, I love hearing Josh talk about... um horses because i know how passionate he was he was doing it earlier last week when we had opp i, I love listening to you talk about horses josh i you also very engaged. That i'm going to be in michigan this weekend i will be at the big house for some of these races so it's going to be hard but i'll be walking a little bit on my phone from the big house to see the classic i can't miss that especially on my home track who is michigan play indiana indiana 19 and a half point favorite damn i had received the invite to go up to ann arbor this year it's a bummer. I didn't send out the invites. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you didn't. Uh, so if Caleb's Dom, Dom, still listening, Dom, you can. Yes. You're invited to Syracuse for the weekend. Would you like to come up to Syracuse? Yeah, anytime. We got room for you, buddy. It's not happening. So I'm specifically uh, inviting you. So, though, Josh isn't here because he because because he. Okay, never mind. The joke's dead. Dom, final thought. Uh, my final thought: the Padres. They couldn't have made a better hire for Bob Melvin as manager. It was so unexpected that just made it even better knowing, especially some of the names that the Padres had interviewed in the weeks leading up. Ozzy Guillen, gross. Mike Sosha, grosser. Brad Osmus, the grossest. Like these guys were all failed managers. Some of them did win World Series, but those World Series were before I had pubic hair on my balls. So let's not, let's not even get there. Bob Melvin has been a great manager. In the past, he's been a great manager of late. He's a leader, and he's going to be a great manager for the San Diego Padres. I can't wait to be back at Petco Park. Whenever I am, I don't know what my plan holds. I don't know what my plans hold for the summer, but I, I can't wait because it's going to be awesome again. And he, he referenced one of my favorite games of the year that I attended, which was a game where Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a ball that I had never seen anyone hit except for Mark Trumbo at the Home Run Derby, and he hit it when there is a very brisk breeze blowing over Beck, Petco Park that night. And uh, I, I just can't wait. So I'm not allowed to talk about four-year-olds, but Dom is allowed to talk about it. I didn't say you weren't. I just said you got to love it. 
<laughs> yeah, Dom, 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 that was a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, that is not what I was way, expecting him to a, say. A, a vulgar very- way, a vulgar way to describe the gap of time between those managers' World Series wins. Vulgar is the correct word. Also, what like eight to ten years? Like not that long of a period of time. Ozzy Yan won a World Series in two thousand five. Josh, are you trying uh, to figure out? Josh, are you trying to figure out when Dom officially had pubic hair on his balls right now? On <laughs> yeah, like, exactly what he's doing. That's eight, not- eight to ten years. <laughs> well, I don't want this pinpointed. I don't need this factual knowledge. I'm Dom, just do not answer that question. Age of when people typically go through puberty. Okay, that's fine. As long as we don't pin- twelve years old. As long as we don't pinpoint it, I, I will be happy. I don't need to hear that information. There's information I don't need in my life. I agree. Uh, so. Anyways, that was another great hot take. Hot take. Jeez. Final thought. Um, we'll move on to mine. Uh, I would like to go kind of sort of uh, sappy with mine. This is episode 50 of the Split the Scene podcast. I can't believe... you going to get emotional about Ben Simmons? No, no, no. I actually wasn't going to say his name. Uh, I can't... You kind of... I was going to... Okay. I can't believe we've done 50 episodes of this podcast. Um, so i just like to thank you two for doing this. Uh, this started out as a dumb idea when we were, what, sophomores in the middle of a pandemic at college talking about sports to pass the time. Uh, this podcast has contributed to lost years on my life due to cholesterol raise. Um, has had some beautiful hot takes, has had some uh, very, very funny running gag jokes that I hope to never die. Um, and I, I'm, just, I'm just glad we've done 50. And here's to 50 more, I guess, hopefully. Um, and thank you. Thank whoever is listening. I, God, thanks. Bennett Prague. Bennett and, Prague, yeah. And Caleb, maybe. I don't <laughs> John Stern still listening? I think so. John Stern, he you know, he typically looks at the time of the podcast and determines whether or not he wants to listen to it. So <laughs> this is probably not one of them. Uh, my thanks, girlfriend. My, my mom. Thanks. Occasionally my mom listens. Uh, it's about it. No, I know that I know that Caleb and our and our friends don't listen because they don't even like read my Potter's articles, which are way more practical to them. Or listen to my Potter's podcasts, which are also more practical to them and also no, I think they shorter. Read the Padres articles. I don't think I unless I send them to them. No, they don't. Yeah, no. The ones uh, you send, they read. Maybe. I read my Wolf Edible one. Thank you. Uh, I, don't click, I don't click all of them. I like the ones that I like. I don't know. Like, don't know, recognize the name of the person. I don't know. Whatever. And the point of my final thought was here's to 50 to 50 more. Unless I croak over and die uh, on podcast at some point from a brain aneurysm. Or don't uh, learn to wake up from your alarms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, that's been episode 50 of the Split the Scene podcast. As always, we'll be back next week to officially crown a World Series winner. Um, and that also means it will, it'll be time for me to cash in my MVP bet, hopefully. Um, well, and Leo, not, you and I will be celebrating a hot take victory. Yes, and we'll be celebrating. Hopefully, a hot take we all victory. do. No, so Dom, look you don't get on to. Twitter. Dom, I think no, you Dom. might as well. But I'm very Dom. confident that Leo and I will. Dom, you can lose. Honestly, you can lose. Well, my hot take involves a divisional rival for you, so I don't. Have I we ever all one hot can take lose. the same week? No, it, right? has, it has happened one time. I think it did one time. It's it happened one time. It's happened. 
Yes, yeah. one time. It was like that. week 12 last year. Yeah. Uh, also, does it really count if you and I have the same hot take, Leo? Yes, it, it absolutely does. does. It, it absolutely does. does. I mean, me and... Wait, yeah, Dom, we... Uh, we hit would, we hit the Rams one right when they played the Colts. Yeah, wait. No, this no because we said we, Rams by double digits and they won by three. I swear, I thought they won by more. This year, no, they won by three. Okay, well, okay. Anyways, um, yeah. So that's episode fifty. We're rambling again. We'll talk to you next week.